All right, folks, we've got a new sponsor this week, so make sure you're listening up. Uh, sponsoring this episode is Lead Bank, and they're going to talk about something you maybe wouldn't expect to hear a bank talk about. But Lead Bank is sponsoring uh, this episode. Lead Bank, a community bank headquartered in Kansas City, recognizes that it must be part of a solution to eliminate the structures of racism that prevents minorities from having full and fair access to banking. Unfortunately, the banking industry has aided and abetted to those structures, but Lead Bank takes personal responsibility to tear them down. This is not your ordinary bank. Rather, the team at Lead Bank deeply believes in the principles of due process, civil rights, justice, and the moral expression of compassion, openness, and imagination. They are not afraid to stand up for what is right and just. They are committed to demanding an end to racism. The reason they believe in dismantling racism is because if any person is denied financial access and justice, then we will all suffer. So they have dedicated themselves to creating financial services, products that are for real people, because together we can build communities that are successful for all people in them. Are you ready to be a part of the Lead Bank community? For more information, call 816-220-8600 or visit www.lead.bank. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. Today is June 30th. We are the Ritz Brothers. I, I was so concerned about getting the date right, but we are the Ritz Brothers. We are the Ritz it Brothers. It is June 30th. Well, we're recording this on June 26th because of vacation. No, don't tell them. Well, like, in oh, case we get anything wrong over the weekend or miss oh, something. Oh, like we have a really bad take. Oh, yeah. And then we it, can just blame it, it on it, this. We have we say something really bad, and then like over the weekend, the situation changes. It's a fluid situation, and um, and then our take looks bad, but it really shouldn't because yeah, it's or not. If we up miss to an date. important news story over the weekend, mm-hmm. that's why we're not talking about it, and so that's why I was so concerned with getting okay. The date so right. let's think about what is a news story we could miss. <laughs> Over the weekend. Well, the NFL being canceled. The NFL being canceled. Baseball, baseball being canceled. Oh, we shouldn't even say these things yeah, out loud. <laughs> it, 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 NBA, all sports being canceled. Yes, exactly. So Is, that's why I was like, okay, I need to let the people know. Okay, so about if, that. if over the weekend all sports get canceled, <laughs> we'll play this part of it, but then we'll go back and we'll record, we'll throw it in right, right now. Yeah. But we'll also continue playing this. Yes, exactly. So uh, hopefully none of that happens. But baseball is back, and we have Alec Lewis from The Athletic uh, on this episode to talk about all things baseball being back. And, man, it was freaking awesome to just talk about the Royals and the season and who's going to win how many games and, and all of that. It was incredible. Yeah, we talked um, really we it therapeutic. It was. We didn't really talk a ton about about covid we just talked baseball, and it felt good. It felt like we were doing a season preview, like it was March again, and we were doing a preview yep. uh, uh, about baseball because we talked prospects. Um, I don't think anyone knows more about Royals prospects than yeah. Alec. We talked about um, you know Gordon being still on the team, which I totally <laughs> forgot about. Sal looking good. We 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 got some mm-hmm. best shape of his life. Best shape of his Perez. life. Uh-huh. Life talk. Yeah. So we really did. We we got to talk baseball just. 
baseball. And it's going to be really weird because like one of my favorite things about baseball is going to the park. Like mm-hmm. I like, even if the Royals suck, I still love going to the park. Yes. And missing that is it's going to suck for this, for this 2020 season. But at least we, uh, at least we will be able to watch on a nightly basis, basis, 60 games in 66 days. We talked all about how it's structured, um, teams who who were playing service time service time. everything we the got into stuff. everything with alex so uh really awesome interview if, if you're excited about baseball being back if you're wondering how it's going to happen uh hopefully not all of it changes <laughs> over the weekend yeah, that could and, and we end up sounding really smart uh so uh but yeah fun interview with alec baseball is back uh and we spent enough time on that i think in the interview so i want to get to another thing that's back um and that's going to be another lake episode. Mm-hmm. Lake 2.0 is going to be coming out. What what day will that be? July 7th, I think. Yes. Yes. July 7th. We've got lake, next week. We got lake episode coming. So if if you haven't listened to lake episode number one, 1. 1.0, it is episode number nine of State Your Line. Go back and listen to it. it. It's one of our favorite episodes. Each year we go down to the lake with the Ritz family, extended family. And we invite our family on the pod just to discuss really whatever they want. And yeah. It's a ton of fun. The email has been sent. <laughs> People in our family are aware. It's not it's not open mic night. You gotta yeah, bring it's not open mic night. You gotta bring a take. You gotta bring last <laughs> nothing controversial about that statement. <laughs> yeah. Last last year we talked about um uh, it was the women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what did what did Sinovic said the the women were celebrating too much? Oh, after he, goals. yeah, he, he didn't like the Alex too much, Alex Morgan uh, yeah. teacup celebration. Too much against celebrating. Um, also, the national anthem shouldn't be played at sporting events. Good thing that's not relevant anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no sporting events, and you know people aren't yeah, really people talking haven't about talked the about national that. anthem and all of that. Yeah, it's and kind of sporting events. And yeah, the national been anthem. Laid to rest. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, Beck drank breast milk mm-hmm. on on air. Uh-huh. That was incredible. You and I deciphered the difference between a Bud Light, Bush Light, and Miller Light taste test. Nailed it. While cleansing our palate with shots of vodka. Yeah. So blind taste <laughs> test, Miller Light, Bud Light, Bush Light. We nailed it. Mm-hmm. It was probably the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, and I had I had that like kind of tipsy confidence going. Mm, like I, I was a hundred percent drunk by the end of the episode. The fact that the episode went out with everything in order, like pauses, breaks, music, all of that. I, I forget to do some of that when I'm sober. So the fact that I did it drunk, maybe you were more focused. Maybe I was laser focused. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's an awesome episode and it'll be coming out July 7th. So you're going to want to tune in and mm-hmm. you're going to want to listen to the first one. If you're new to listening, go back, listen to that first one. Yeah. Uh, it's a ton of fun. And man, it's it's lake season. It's lake season. Yes. All right. Um, all right. So uh, that is uh, lake episode coming up. Uh, we got back to back Kansas Cityans of the week. Sure. The segment's getting legs. I love it. Um, we've we've been receiving some nominations too. Yes. So uh, if you have someone you want to nominate, it can be like your uncle, or it can be. It doesn't have to be someone famous. They can. You can win Kansas City of the week for anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you put together an awesome barbecue or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or maybe you you uh you wore your mask in a in a busy supermarket. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're nominated for Kansas City of the Week because every Kansas Cityan should be doing that, by yes. the way. Yes. Um um Bob Kendrick this week is our Kansas Cityan of the Week. 
Bob Kendrick, we just had him on on the pod a few episodes ago. He's the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And if you haven't seen the video that him and the Royals put out to announce baseball being back Mm. in Kansas City, I I don't even know what to tell you. Get your tissues ready uh, because you're going to get a little emotional. You're going to get goosebumps. And then you're going to want to run through a brick wall when it's all over because you're just like, yeah, I'm ready. Here it is. And to pick Bob Kendrick to be the voice of that, to talk through what's going on in these times. Mm-hmm. Boom. Royals crushed it with that. Incredible. I'm proud of the Royals, how, how they've handled pretty much everything. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that, that they included Bob Kendrick. I think that uh, was a really smart move. And, and yeah, Bob Kendrick, Kansas City of the Week. I have no problem giving him the award. Uh, hopefully we can just like hear him tell more stories. <laughs> yes. He just needs to put out like a daily video of like, him telling a story, uh, and I would I would watch that every day. Yeah, uh, and if then it, I saw him retweeting people from New York, California, Chicago, Detroit, all over the place, saying, "Wow, you guys did an incredible like just praising the Royals for the job they did on on this announcement in this video." So check it out. The Royals have tweeted it out, put it out, put it out. Maybe uh, it's awesome. Maybe this is who the the Royals always were, and it just took. I don't want to. I don't want to like talk bad about David Glass. Rest is in he, peace. Is he died? Yeah, he yeah. died. Okay. I don't want to talk bad about David Glass, but like maybe this is who the Royals always were, and now Dayton is getting to and John really, Sherman. yeah, and John Sherman with the new ownership really shine and like be uh, be the example, one of the leading examples in Major League Baseball for mm-hmm. a lot of like doing the right thing in tough situations. Like yes, that's really what leadership is. It's making the right decision when it's really a really hard decision. And I feel like the Royals have done a good job of that. So uh, happy to see that the Royals are really uh, a, a kind of a, a beacon and and showing out yes. during this whole time. And I agree with you on life decisions, some baseball decisions, Dayton Moore still on my list. Yeah, that's on fine. On my list a that's little fine. bit. Um, because he does such a good job. And everything else, he gets a free pass for a lot of shitty drafts that he's had and a lot of shitty free agent signings. But that's for another time. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about yeah, that yeah. later. We'll get, we'll get into that with Alec. And, um, and once the season starts, and if, like, again, like, one yeah. of we did we did things we missed most about baseball as our mixed plate. And I think I said um, overreacting to uh, early season starts. Oh, small sample sizes. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be mm-hmm. even on a greater scale. Yes. Like, if you start 0 and 2, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Finished. Uh, Hang it up. Yeah. yeah. With only 60 games. So, Hang it up. Um, once, once we get that first weekend. Oh, hala. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, um, then we can overreact. Yes, yes. All right, so uh, that's our Kansas City of the Week, Bob Kendrick. Um, all right, let's jump into uh, some closings this week. We had lots of openings last week that were great to talk about, uh, but we got some closings. Two of them not, like, uh, forever, but temporarily, and then one forever. So wh- which one do you want to start with? Let's, ta- let's, let's get the forever on. one out. Yeah, forever out, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, Flying Saucer and Power and Light. Um, yeah, I like the headline in City Scene KC, which is a great uh, news source mm-hmm. that we use a lot. Flying Saucer spins out of Power and Light. <laughs> that's, just, that's good. That's good headline that's writing. Good. That's good uh, but pun. yeah, Flying Saucer spins out of Power and Light. I, I mean, with everything in the cross, like Flying Saucer, what they are is a beer hall, right? Mm-hmm. They've got like 250 beers or something like that on tap. Um now, like the crossroads and even uh, 
River Market, there's so many uh, like microbreweries and, mm-hmm. and uh, craft breweries that if you want to go drink beer, then you'll just go to the brewery. I yeah, hate that saying the word brewery. It's really tough. It's really tough. On <laughs> brewery. But if uh, so, so if you're like a beer fan and you're and maybe even if you're a beer fan from out of town, you'll you'll still go to the crossroads. Probably you'll go to the the actual breweries. So I, I can understand if, if they've been struggling. Um, they still have like 14 flying saucers around the country. It, it is a chain. Um, the one in St. Louis has gone too. So, uh, but. But yeah, I I mean I get it. Like, and I'm not gonna say I'm happy to see them go, but like I'm glad that the that the breweries, the local yeah. uh, ones, are kind of the reason why they left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll always you know given the choice of you know that you know 250 beers on tap, that's overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. And going to a microbrewery where I choose between seven or eight. Yeah, and I know I like IPAs. I know I like. Uh, and you can ask a little the, fruity and hot beer. I like wheat beers, wit beers. Not wheat beers. Not I for do. me. Yeah, for me. <sighs> um, so, but then this choice is smaller. So uh-huh. it's easier to choose. Uh, it's like the difference between going to like, I don't know, like a Trader Joe's or Aldi and a Walmart. Or choices, uh, too many choices at Walmart. Or uh, like Cheesecake Factory. Yes. And like, <laughs> it's like uh, a Cheesecake Factory of beers. Yeah. Or like Fox and Pearl. Like I went to Fox and Pearl, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And there's like five things on the menu. Yeah. Love uh, it. All right. Uh, another thing, uh, not closing for good, but closing on Sundays. It was nice to have it open on Sundays is Joe's KC um, during the COVID and shutdown to try to get to serve as many people as possible. Uh, they were open on Sundays uh, and now they're going to go back to their regularly scheduled programming. Monday to Saturday. Yeah. I mean, they basically said their employees needed some time off and mm-hmm. got to respect that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that's back to the natural order of, of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oklahoma Joe's being open on a Sunday, it kind of felt like sacrilegious. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, no, no. This Like, in order to have something this good. It can't be we, open on Sunday. Yeah, we have to. It's like a penance. Like we have to have some <laughs> sort of sacrifice to have something this good. And uh, Joe's being closed on Sundays. It, it makes sense. We can't have too much of a good thing. There is yes. such a thing. So um, I have no problem with this. I, I never even got it on Sundays, and I still feel like it's part. Of, what what is it called? If you're like really Catholic and you like whip yourself. And like you like mm. self um, massacre, something like <laughs> I that. Don't know. I, I, I know that there's people yeah. out there just like shouting it at the at me right now. But it's like when you whip yourself so that you can feel Is that the a pain. work computer. So I'd be careful googling that. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm not gonna Google it. But that's what it's like. It's like <laughs> I your phone. You can yeah, Google it on I there. I need to. I need to face some sort of punishment in order to enjoy Joe's, and that's no Joe's on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that is now returning to just Monday through Saturday at Joe's. Um, the next thing we have, again, temporarily closing, but sad to see, is uh, Starlight Theater just announced that they will not have any shows in 2020. Um, so this surprised me. Starlight Theater has been around for 70 years. Did you get it? Flagellance. <laughs> Self-flagellance? Self-flagellation, maybe? That sounds like... I, I thought that was gas. They're called... What do you call it? What do you call farting? Flat flatulence? Flatulence, maybe? Yeah. They're called flatulence. (laughs) 
Oh, that's weird. Mm. Self-flagellation. Oh, okay. okay. Hmm. What's the fart word then? Flat flatulence. <laughs> I'm too. They're it's close. Like, it's like they are way I don't even know close. if that's it. But it's like gotten to the point now that I've said it too many times. Yeah, it just sounds And now weird. I can't even. All right. Now I can't even. Back to Starlight. It. No shows in 2020. So that'll be the first time in 70 year history. I didn't know it'd been around that long, 70 years. Uh, so no shows will be performed. Uh, so they're saying they might lose about $4 million in revenue. Uh, but a lot. They, they were saying, I was watching an interview uh, with the operator of Starlight. He was saying they're just going to be basically double booked all next year sweet um so get ready a lot of the acts rescheduled for 2021 um so expect starlight to be packed most nights of the summer uh next year starlight uh, is which would be awesome awesome Star- outdoor venue it's underrated oh it's awesome like when it, so occasionally like starlight a picture of starlight will go viral on like instagram or, or on reddit or something like that mm-hmm. and it just gets a ton of comments from people all over the country like holy cow this is a gorgeous outdoor venue and um i think we kind of take it for granted because do. it doesn't get the biggest shows like now that sprint center and like providence medical amphitheater whatever it's yeah, called sandstone it needs to it needs to die yeah i'd Let way it die. rather go to starlight yeah any day and so like starlight needs to be the only place that gets outdoor concerts yes and so i i don't know let let providence sandstone die and uh starlight is awesome so Sad to see that there won't be any shows there this summer, but um, excited that they're going to be double booked next summer. It's yeah. going to be like how sports is like going to be, and hopefully, fudge, <laughs> gotta stop, <laughs> gotta stop talking about it and jinxing it. Yeah. Um, all right. So that is what's uh, kind of closing this week. Uh, next, we'll jump into uh, what we try before we get to our interviews. Um, so uh, I'll let you kick this one off. What okay. Try. I tried tiki taco. Tiki taco on 39th. On 39th Street, it was it was on my list forever of like places to try, and it was um, it was like taunting me because mm-hmm. I would go to that Chipotle a lot yeah. on 39th Street. Yeah. That right is literally across right across the street. And you know me, like I'm a big local supporter. Mm-hmm. And every time I walked in, into the Chipotle, I would see the tiki taco, and I would feel bad, like I would I would feel guilty uh-huh. for not going over there. So I finally tried tiki taco. I got. Um, the steak burrito with nice. I think it was, no, it was called the uh, surf and turf burrito. Oh, wow. So it had steak and shrimp in there. Um, their burritos. Uh, so it, it's kind of like um, here's how I would describe it. It's late night, late night food. So late night tacos. Um, I think it's open till like two, one uh, thirty or two, and that is the type of food they serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not I'm not classing a, a group of people. But it's like a stoner like came up on the menu <laughs> because that, my that's why I I'd seen things on the menu like French fries and tacos with queso on top mm-hmm. of it that enticed me yeah so the the my burrito Not had stoner, shrimp but yeah. the menu looked good <laughs> <laughs> my burrito had shrimp and steak and uh, curly fries mm-hmm. in it um, and then some sour cream and um, it needed something uh, spicy yes. like it needed like a spicy fajita sauce or it was a little like dry because the only um, salsa or the only it didn't have salsa in it. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a sauce. It just had sour cream and then the and then the um, shrimp steak and and uh, fries. So like it needs like a fiesta sauce or something that's really spicy, and that would have taken it to the next level. Yeah. Um, but pro tip: the easiest way to make that sour cream chipotle like a 
you know, the chipotle pepper in a can, mm-hmm. one of those lime juice and cilantro. Mm-hmm. That's it. Blend it all up. Mm. You've got a you've maybe got some a, hot sauce to get us. Well, the chipotle pepper. Well, the chipotle if you put is put a little like of the the smoky. No, but if you put a little of the sauce that it sits in, mm. adobe in there, sauce. Yeah, that. And then you put that in there, you got a nice, spicy, delicious sauce. That sounds like it requires like mm-hmm. getting my food processor dirty and stuff. I, I buy the um, the Taco Bell, like uh, yeah, that's the, good. That's the good. Fiesta Ranch. Yeah, that's but good. Uh, Tiki Taco on 39th Street, I wish it was the burrito was spicier. I wish it was a little wasn't as so dry. Like it needed like a pico de gallo or some sort of salsa inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it got the guac. The guac was good, and the the cheese sauce was good as well. So okay, all right. I was also on 39th Street, um, and I tried High Dive there today, home of the mystery beer. Mm. And that mystery beer uh, vending machine is just what a treasure. If you have not City. been to High Dive and drinking like ten mystery beers, you're missing out. Yeah, I mean it's a terrible hangover, but it's uh-huh. worth it just to try all the different beers. So um, I went to High Dive. I got uh, the uh, fried pork tenderloin sandwich with lettuce, tomato, and a chipotle mayo on it. There you go. Oh, man. That was top-notch. Delicious sandwich. Was it too it's big one, for the bun? Yeah, way too big for the bun, so you got to cut it in half and then eat each side. Not cut in half to save for later, but mm-hmm. just so you can pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fries or, or chips it comes with. I got fries. Fries were delicious. Uh, and then I got a mystery beer. Got lucky. I don't know if I would say lucky or unlucky. I got a shock top. Oh, so yeah. it's like a good beer. Yeah. But sometimes in there, you're like almost rooting for the shittiest beer possible, mm-hmm. which might be, I don't know, a Ham's? Ice House. Ice House. Mm-hmm. Natty Ice. There's a Keystone Ice in there, probably. Uh, um, yeah, Ham. Yeah, I think Natty Ice or, or Ice House is the worst beer I've ever had mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. Or Steel Reserve. Rolling Rock, I think, is trash, too. And they've got Rolling Rock cans Steel in there. Steel Reserve. Um, yeah, I would love to know if the bartenders there actually, like, have a plan mm-hmm. like if they have like a ratio of like shit beers and like yard beers to because you can you can pull out a, a boulevard pale ale or like an easy sport or something like that right. mm-hmm. um or you can pull out a hams it's just you pay for the mystery beer it's a vending machine yep it's uh it's an awesome experience yeah it, it is fun another uh a good fit food menu and then yeah you got to try the mystery beer it's just quite an adrenaline rush uh, to see what you get so um, that is it for the front half of the show. Like we said, uh, we have Alec Lewis from The Athletic on uh, for our interview. But before we get to that, uh, this interview is brought to you by Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. You guys know him. You know him. If you have to buy insurance from him, if you have to buy insurance, period, mm-hmm. which you do, why not buy it from someone local in Kansas City? So he's an agent that has lived his entire life in Kansas City. He knows the community. Uh, so instead of getting on a website uh, and sending your money onto the internet why don't you let your money stay in kansas city and let patrick of farmers insurance go to work for you let him put his vast experience to work he's been in kansas city selling insurance since 2003 he knows the city inside and out Uh, he has an office in johnson county yet he lives in brookside Uh, so no matter which side of the state line you live on patrick has got you covered so go to his website caseyfarmersagent.com and click on contact me and Patrick will help make help you make smart decisions with your insurance. Patrick not only knows a thing or two about insurance, he knows a thing or two about Kansas City. So give him a call. That's 913-248-8861. That's Tim Grunhard or T- Tony G. Tim Grunhard. 913-248-8861. 
or visit kcfarmersagent.com today. All right, today we are joined by Alec Lewis, who writes about the Royals for The Athletic. And Alec, I guess where we start is, I mean, you probably had a lot of time on your hands with no baseball and, and being a baseball beat writer. Like, what have you been up to, man? Like, how, how are you spending all this free time, or is there free time? It's a great question. It's like I've thought about the last 105 days or whatever, and I, I, I don't like I don't really know what I've done. I've gone <laughs> like I've I've gone on walks. I've gone on runs. I've tried to stay in shape. I've tried to binge watch stuff the wire certain things i've read books i mean i've run the gamut of like what do i do during this time and i've thought a lot about baseball which is i mean there hasn't been much to think about but i've tried i can just imagine you alec i can just imagine you just like kind of staring off into the sunset just thinking about baseball like god dang it (laughs) well people think like it's funny i did a i had a conversation the other day with somebody and they're like yeah you must be you must have just thought about what's going to happen. It's like, I mean, yeah, like I think about it, but also, I mean, like there's other stuff I want to think about. Baseball is still baseball, let's be honest. So, no, it's been uh, – I've tried I've tried to kind of put into perspective the whole thing. But the draft was good. It gave me a nice little energy bump. So that was that was positive. But, yeah, um, I watched more of the draft than I think I – I ever have before. Wasn't it supposed to be in Omaha this year for the first time? But that yeah, didn't happen, it, obviously. It was supposed to be like as part of the College World Series, which would be really cool. I mean, you have those guys there and they kind of find out where they were going. Um, but it was funny. You met like my roommates, like, you have an iPad streaming ESPN while you're streaming MLB Network? Like, what are you doing? But I was locked in. I was, like, really locked in. It was, it, I enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed it. So that's a good place to start. Um, well, no, no, no. Let's talk about let's – start, let's start first. We'll, we'll get to the draft, and we'll get to prospects, and we'll get to the players in a little bit. I do want to know a little bit about um, the rules. All right, so baseball's back. Um, Alex, start us off with like the, the high level stuff. Cause I'm sure, uh, a lot of people listening to this maybe haven't like, uh, taken a dive into how many games, who are we playing? Um, how's testing going to work? All that stuff. Walk us through that. Yeah. So 60 game season, um, pretty self-explanatory It's going to be a sprint as Dayton Moore said, um, the Royals will play against American League Central teams and NL Central teams. They'll play 10 games each against the Indians, White Sox, Tigers, um, and Twins. And then they will play six games against the Cardinals because it's an interleague series. And then the rest of the 14 games will be split amongst the rest of the NL Central teams. So that's kind of how the schedule is going to work. The roster is um, interesting. There's, it's like a 60-player pool that the Royals huh? have. The, the season will start with 30 players on the active roster, and Jesus. it'll dwindle down to 26. The rest of the 30 will come from the 40-man roster, or the rest of the 40-man roster, and then 20 non-40-man roster potential prospect-type players. And that's where the conversation of, like, what will happen with the pitching prospects comes mm-hmm. in. Um, so that's how it's going to work. What about um, testing? What about testing? Are players 
so everyone's going to be tested before every single game. Yeah, um, you wake yeah. up, you get tested. You walk around the corner, you get tested. You uh, breathe, you get t- no. If it, it, <laughs> seriously, if you go through the manual, it is like, it. I mean, it is. It's like a test is a breath of air. Is going to be that common for these guys for spring training, which will summer camp, as some people might want to call it, um, is going to begin July first. And once they get there, they all get tested. The Royals will stagger kind of their workouts on certain hours of the day so they don't have 60 guys all there at once. Um, but I believe the testing is all going to be kind of run out of a hub in Utah that they've kind of got set up to make sure everything goes um, as planned. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating. We were talking about this, but, like, as you've seen college football players come back to their programs, there have been positive tests everywhere. And so on July 1st, when these guys come back, to see who gets tested, how many people test positive is going to be kind of a yeah. – Hopefully, the, hopefully the incentive of like – the incentive of playing and the incentive of getting paid is a greater incentive to avoid uh, high-risk areas and to come back with a clean test. Um, so we'll see. Have you, talked to, have you talked to any players yet? I'm sure a lot are still like on vacations or, or like kind of taking their own time. Have you gotten to talk to any players yet? I have not specifically talked to any of the the Royals big league players. I know a lot of them have been playing golf and are kind of hanging out, but they, they have all, I guess I should say, I've talked to a couple that I've seen around Kansas city. Um, I know the guys are really ready. I think that's the one thing maybe to point, like the players have been dying to play this whole, I mean, they, like literally you talk, I talked to Whit Merrifield like a couple months ago and the dude was like, I mean, we just like, we want to play, man. Like zoom. I'm tired of every zoom that we've done, but Preach. I think they're, I think they're really, they're really focused. And um, to your point, I think kind of that want to get paid, but also just to play the game is probably going to drive them being safe and healthy and everything. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about the testing and like uh, Moneyball is like, being healthy, the new money ball, I guess, just like finding players with elite immune systems or players with antibodies. Like those are the new sought after players. Well, I saw a tweet. I think it was like Albert Breer of sports illustrated. He's like, so when do we talk about players maybe getting the virus early so that they're there for the duration of the season? It's like, it's like uh, Tommy, it's like getting Tommy John in in, uh, high school. Right, right. You know how like some pitchers, they're like, yeah, let's just do it now. So we don't, but, but like, I mean, as, as ridiculous as it is, it's something like, it's interesting to think about how that could, I mean. Yeah, work. if you're an NFL player and you're not going back for a little bit longer, why not get it right now? <laughs> it's, 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 it's really terrible. And truth, I mean, it, it is a, it is a scary thing. Like I, Absolutely. These guys yeah. are, I was like serious, but it is something that is, is really kind of like fascinating. I, I personally wonder if on July 4, July 1st, when these guys show up to spring training, if, if some guys test positive, that's two weeks, they don't, they're going to have to quarantine, I guess. Yeah. So then their first training begins I guess July fifteenth with maybe like a week. Well, what if it's like a starting pitcher? How do you build up yeah. for that? And I guess that's why you have these taxi squads. I guess we're calling them. Um, but the whole thing is just going to be fascinating. I will say though, like it's kind of baseball. 
it's kind of like fun. There's kind of like this little like adrenaline quirky aspect to this that I think actually is very interesting. Well, baseball dudes are, are just weird like that. Like they're just weird guys. We were talking to Brad Keller about it. Like it, the way they're goofing off in, in zoom meetings and stuff like that. But like baseball guys during a rain delay will like put guys on each other's shoulders and like fake joust like baseball guys, especially pitchers, like know how to fill time when they're bored because starting pitchers are just and others are just sitting in the bullpen doing nothing uh while a game is going on and so baseball guys are just weird so i could see there being like a kind of a quirky weird little um thing about now that it's announced and the players can start focusing on like the games and everything and and have to and get to put the negotiating behind them i think they can focus on like kind of the fun things that are going to happen this is so off topic, but I remember like last year during the season, like we'd walk in the clubhouse in the morning and it maybe like on Sunday afternoon games, like a lot of like Billy Hamilton would be in there just like, like with like a paper ball or something or, or dirty laundry, like just trying to throw it in the trash can for like, we were like, is he still doing that? Like what it was, um, it's, that's just random. But yeah, these guys are, these guys are quirky. I, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of how it how it looks and pans out and how goofy some of these guys kind of operate yeah uh one one rule that i i did see that i wanted to talk about because i'm a big uh i'm very pro universal dh i hate watching pitchers hit uh so i know there's a universal dh this year do you think that has any chance of sticking around past this year and and where do you stand on the dh are you a fan of it do you like pitchers hitting? Where are you at on that? I think it does have a chance of, of standing past this year because if you look at baseball in this day and age, I mean, the strikeouts and the home runs are literally everything. The more action you can get, I think the better for everybody, for the fans watching, for the players staying engaged. Um, so I do think it has a chance to stick. And as you can hear me talk, you probably re- see where I stand. I mean, I, I don't think there's any – for Shohei Otani, if he like let him hit, but we don't mm-hmm. need to. We don't need to have. Um, I mean, Brad Keller actually, I think, hit a double in Atlanta last year, and that was his hometown, and it and it was like a crazy cool thing. So when pitchers get hits, Grinky clobbers a home run. It's fun, but it's so rare that I, I I'd rather see Jorge Soler try to hit one to outer space every time than I would than I would rather see. Mike Montgomery swing from the left side to be honest. Uh, I don't well that's pretty pretty sweet swing. I, I, I agree with you. I think we're all in agreement. I think we're all in agreement there with the universal DH and, and especially with all the extra players you're gonna have. So you're gonna start the season with sixty players in like a pool. But the first game is there gonna be there's not gonna be sixty guys in the dugout, right? There's gonna be twenty six guys in the dugout by the first game. So thir- it'll it'll start with thirty. So the active okay. roster expands to thirty, and then two weeks later it'll dwindle to twenty eight, and then the next two weeks it'll go down to twenty six to kind of ease into everything. Okay. Um, very in the weeds. Also, thing is there will also be like a traveling squad of three players, one catcher that go with the with the team, but won't be like able to play just okay. in case the virus does virus things. Oh, so, okay. Um, so, but yeah. so they could be, uh, like on a road trip, they could be inputted in, into the lineup. Um, if someone is, is the only reason that they can be 
in the lineup? Is someone test positive for, for Corona or can they just, can the coach or a manager use them as the manager sees fit? I believe it's, it's, it would be for Corona or like an injury, I guess. So you don't have to like fly somebody in, you know, okay. with the situation, I think it's just better if you have someone there. Uh, and you asked with, are they going to be in the dugout? Like, I think there's a chance they might be sitting in the stands in a sense. In a, I mean, I don't know if you're gonna, sitting in certain areas. Maybe it's the bullpen. Again, I don't know how that's going to look, man. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd love to see, like – and they can't spit, so they're not going to be, like, eating seeds. I just that's I, 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 I imagine guys just, like, lounging out in the seats like a normal fan would. But, um, yeah, I don't know how – I don't know how it's going to look. That's going to drive baseball players crazy, how superstitious they are. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, they switch the side that the seeds are in depending on how they're hitting and stuff. I, I, and a guy who's probably hit with seeds in his mouth his whole career is going to be way off. Well, I imagine, like, um, like the pitching staff is going to be like, all right, I've got seed on the left. You've got right every game. We're just going to keep <laughs> – these guys are going to, like, have their – Forms, yeah, I, I don't know. The spitting thing is, I mean, these guys spit like it is their job, like it is their job. So I don't know how it's gonna. <laughs> they just, uh, gonna... just gonna have to gut it. Like we had a high school, <laughs> we had a high school religion teacher that just gutted dip during during class. <laughs> just gut like it. you're gonna, there's gonna be some story. I mean, it's like the most classic, like oral history of the of the <laughs> Royals player that got injured health wise because they yeah. were swallowing their dip. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Ooh. I'm going to look Ooh. up like uh, home run hitters who usually have uh, seeds or dip and take the under on their home runs, whatever oh, the fan- daily fantasy baseball yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's a great, that's a great, great cause it could throw everything off Ve- and Vegas. Probably knows. Into They're it. like, oh, yeah, they have. yeah, 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 of course. Um, so let's talk about the, the team. Um, I have a really simple question to start with. And then we can dive into some more prospects. Uh, who are our three best players this year? Um, I'll give you – I'll say three, two on offense. Let's do four. Two on offense, two pitchers. Whitmerfield. Okay. Like that's a very safe bet. Um, and then I, I'll say Jorge Soler, but I just want to – I want to – a quick caveat, maybe at Alberto Mondesi, like that, that might be safe if he's healthy. Um, the other caveat I will say, and I kind of wrote about this recently, but like Salvador Perez is healthy. And if you have, if you have Instagram and I'm sure people listening, everyone listening to this is because it's 2020 and I'm ridiculous for even having said that. Um, every single day. I don't know if you've heard about this new app. It's called Instagram. You can follow, you can follow professional athletes on it. Right. That's what I could have been doing this entire four months. No, Salvador Perez has posted like 50 Instagram stories every day of his workouts. And it's like blocking balls, hitting in the K. I I think like people might be surprised at the level at which he returns. So, so that's just kind of a caveat. And I should have probably mentioned Adalberto Mondesi on the pitching side I mean Danny Duffy looked incredible in spring training he oh, really that's did that's good to hear so it's a I don't know how things have progressed I really haven't talked to anyone close to him of late um but I I think he would be a guy that I think if the Royals succeed it's going to be interesting it, it would be important for him to perform the other guy I'll say is is probably a very big wild card and I'm sure I'm leaving someone out thinking about it in my head, but like Josh Stalmont 
um, the guy in spring training was pumping like 102 with an 80 mile an hour power curve thing that was like hitters were like looked like you us trying to <laughs> hit against him. Um, and then he's posted Instagram videos this during the stretch of like throwing 104 consistently, which is just like I just said that so normally, but it's not. Um, so he's another guy. I think if he performs the way he did in spring training, a guy that Rose fans are going to be like, wow, our bullpen is much better, and he's a big part of it. Other guys to mention, probably Trevor Rosenthal. I mean, you guys had Brad Keller on. I think um, he's he's very focused and it has kind of added a curveball, so I think good things could probably come there. So we'll see, but I, I would start there probably. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the Royals pitching coach, but, man, I was reading your article about how high he was on the staff. I mean, is that just like baseball speak, do you think? Or, I mean, or should we really be excited about this pitching staff that was pretty bad last year? Yeah, so, I mean, the bullpen was the last two years has been the worst in baseball. And it's the reason, I mean, among others, that the club has lost 100 games in back-to-back seasons. Like, I can't sugarcoat that. But I think when you hear that optimism, specifically in spring training, it's kind of par for the course in a sense. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, I mean, speaking of like Trevor Rosenthal and Josh Stalmont and even Greg Holland, who's back, like there are new guys who really didn't didn't perform, compete on this club last year that really have talent and, and, and stuff that Royals fans haven't seen in a few years in the bullpen. So I think... Well, yes, a little bit might be coach speak. There is reason. I mean, Dayton said, Dayton Moore said yesterday, he's like, I mean, I think people were going to be really surprised at what we show out of our bullpen. And again, you could say, well, doesn't he have to say that? I, I genuinely think when you see a guy like Josh Stamat pumping 104 with the power curve, it's like, I mean, how could you mm-hmm. um, not think that? I mean, truthfully. Yeah. I know you talked to Dayton uh uh, yesterday, what what else did what else did Dayton have to say? Is it pretty, um, just like kind of you know Dayton says what Dayton says, or um, did did he say anything that that surprised you or or caught you off guard? Not really. No. Yeah. Um, it was <laughs> it was it. it was pretty. Yeah, we talked about this before. I was like, I'm excited to hear Dayton talk, but no, it was pretty. Um, it was it was very like in season executive conversation, which is, I mean what you expect during this time. I know yesterday speaking, that was Wednesday. um, They had a bunch of staff meetings to kind of try to iron out what they're going to do in terms of who they're going to invite to the 60 player pool. Mm -hmm. And it's a very interesting decision specifically as it relates to the prospects, because they don't know yet if there's going to be like an instructional league or fall league to where those guys can get competitive reps so it's like, do we wait to find out if that's a thing? How long can we wait? Or do we just bring these guys up to have our big league coaches look at them now? And so that's, that's I think, kind of the biggest decision they have to make. And not only them, but everybody. So that was the probably the most – it was something you knew, but something that, that was interesting to hear him say. He's like, this is a unique situation and a unique challenge. And it, it really is. So, so what's it going to look like for those prospects in terms of um, like service time this year? Like, is that like, what are the like guys like Dayton Moore thinking about how to strategize with, with service time and, and playing guys uh, on, you know, for the first time in the majors? Yeah. 
it's it's service time's always like the most confusing thing. So can you you put it's, a lot of it, numbers out there about it, and I was very confused. <laughs> yeah, I had it. I, I wrote about it in, for the story today, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, I was like the prorated look of the number. It's like people are probably like, "What is he talking about?" And I'm probably like, "Did I talk about it correctly?" Um, <laughs> I mean, service. The most basic way to explain it is every normal Major League Baseball season is 187 days from the time it starts to the time it ends. If a player is on the roster or the injured list for 172 days, they get a full year of service time. And it doesn't roll over. So if a player is on the roster for 171 days in a regular season, they don't actually get the year of service time until the next year which gives them another year of service time underneath the club. Very about, complicated. About 90, 91.9% of the days. Right. Right. So if you do the math in a 66 game season, 66 that's like day six, season, six, excuse me, 66 day season. My mind's spinning. <laughs> um, that's, that's 60 days. That 91% equates to 60 days. So if a prospect's only up for 59 days, they don't get the full year of service time. So that's pretty – that's the number. I will say with the prospects, like, to add them to the 40-man and to the active roster, you're going to have to DFA guys and kind of work with – with. I mean, and these are guys who have been in the Royal system for a while, so they're not just going to do it to do it. If they do think Brady Singer can help them win right now, mm-hmm. they're, yeah, there's a chance it might happen because he's going to be on the roster for the next six, seven years, if not – beyond after a, an extension or something. So if they really think it's going to happen, um, th- they'll add him to that to the active roster. I think a guy like Tyler Zuber, people don't talk about him as much. He's, he's a relief pitching prospect. He went down to the Dominican last year and was, like, incredible. I think Zuber is a guy, like, who could – who theoretically you could have him beginning the season. A guy like Daniel Tillo is possible. He's a, a, a strong lefty. But, like, the Brady Singer, Daniel Lynch, Jackson Coar, Chris Bubich, I think it's just it, – it, I mean, it's going to be about how they perform. It's also just going to be about how the Royals just want to operate. And I know they they know this year is obviously important. It's a year of baseball. But, like, 21 and 22, they, they're just going to think big picture because they have to. Yeah, I saw Dayton's quote in there about, you know, only if guys can help us win now. So – I believe Dayton now when he says, like, I'm going to try to win every single game and not just bring people up to bring people up. I, I feel like when he says that now, I, I truly believe him after the last couple of years. He's really shown that. I will say, though, like, what if, if they start 2-12 and 12 or 2-15? Mm-hmm. and 15, Then I think you've got you, – you get the strategy changed a little bit. Like, obviously, they're going to they're gonna attempt – as you say, they want to win, mm-hmm. especially in this 60-game sprint. Sample size allows you to just go. I mean, like, why would you not? It, obviously, it, Dayton, they always do. But I think it really gives you a reason to. Uh, but if you start losing early and lose a lot, uh, it, it just it, it makes. We might have. We, oh, we lost have... you that, that last part. I said it. it did, did I did I cut out? I said yeah, it makes things back. interesting. It makes yeah. things interesting. Sorry. Yeah, I cut out at the most in, important time. I'm just I'm just glad that um that the that this year especially the three batter rule is in effect for for pitchers because with the rosters being so inflated, 
um, I could see some of these managers just doing, you, you know, uh, a, you know, so many different relief pitchers and a, a pitcher per plate appearance. And so I'm glad that the three, three batter rule is implemented this season for this shortened season. It's a really good point because if you have a 30 person roster and say 16 pitchers yeah. and only 60 games total, you can, yeah, you can get really like, Oh, let's pull them now. Oh, let's, and the fans are sitting there watching on television. Like this is slow as heck. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think, I think, I mean, that's also another strategy thing that will be fun to the, uh, um, what what other um, are there any other prospects that that maybe are a long shot to 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 be in the pool or to be on the thirty man roster that like maybe we can get excited about uh, irrationally excited like I'm not saying like reasonably excited like I want I want a story out there to be like you know but Bobby Witt's gonna make the gonna make the team or something like I well, want I was that. gonna I, I was gonna say like. Or also Lacey, like, like, why can't he make the team? No, I think those two guys are actually very interesting cases in this situation because it's like Asa Lacey, I think Dayton said the night of the draft, he's like, he's got top 1% stuff in the world of pitching and baseball. So, like, if the Royals don't think there's going to be a, a, a fall league or an instructional league and they want to get their hands on them and they want them to be around professional guys, couldn't they bring them? july 1st to be a part of this thing i think it's something it's something they're thinking about i mean i could i can convincingly tell you that a guy like bobby witt is is younger but he's not that much younger and again if there's no competitive reps for him in game down the road wouldn't it behoove him to be with some of the guys he's going to be playing with in the future i mean you could conceivably argue these things like would i project bobby witt not as quickly as I would project Asa Lacey to be on this 60-person thing. But it's something, like, in my head I've thought about, and, and I believe the Royals would have to think about it. I mean, I think other guys to talk about, like, I think Nick Heath is in a really good spot here because um, with the, the new rule of the putting a runner at second base in extra innings, a speed guy is going to be really valuable, and there's not a better speed guy probably in all of baseball than Nick Heath. Um, so I, I, I think he's a guy to think about a guy that like kind of has flown on the radar. Kyle Isbell really performed in spring training and his name doesn't come with like the Bobby Witt feel for some reason, but like <laughs> I had a Royal staffer in spring training. Like this dude is, looks like he could be starting in our outfield right now, like yes. literally right now. This is what um, I need. This is the, so, this is the stuff I need, Alec. Love it. So, so Kyle Isbell is a guy to, to, to think about. And I also think, like, I've seen video and, and stuff of Bubba Starling. I think he's, like, really motivated and in good spirits this year. So I don't know, I don't know how it's going to work or look, but those are names that, I mean, in my head, I'm thinking about in terms of, like, um, just players to watch. Yeah, that, that's a that's a deep outfield. I mean, you already just mentioned some of those guys who you want to watch are in the outfield. Uh, I think people forget Alex Gordon's still on the team. What, what's his What's his role going to look like this year? I mean, I can see Dayton saying, let's play him every day. Um, or is he going to be more in a mentor, fourth outfielder type of role? No, I think he's going to play a lot. I mean, I think he wants to play a lot. He's in Alex Gordon's shape because, of course, he is. Um, and he's really motivated. 
I think he really wanted to be a part of this new kind of feel with new owner, new manager this year. I think he's going to play a lot, but I, I do think, I mean, there are decisions in terms of like with Bubba and with Brett Phillips, these guys don't have options. I mean, they're going to, you're going to want to see these guys, see how they perform. And then if you have Whit Merrifield and Hunter Dozier in the outfield, it gets kind of, I don't know. Crowded. Combobulated. Yeah, yeah. Crowded. That's a good word. Good word. I'm the, I'm the right. <laughs> yeah. One I'm guy a podcaster. we, I got these, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> One guy we haven't talked about is Matheny. Uh, I'm sure like being a new coach or sorry, a new manager uh, this year, you know, um, oh, sorry. Um, you wanted like as much time as possible in spring training to like get to know the guys. Do you, do, do you feel that, like Matheny has had enough, I guess, quality time with these guys that so that they can get his message and like buy into his coaching style and buy into um, just who he is as a, as a manager. I think so. I mean, I, I, it's funny. I've had like a, I, don't know, I guess I could say that. I've had like a Mike Matheny profile, big feature in the can for like three months. I mean, it's just been sitting there talking to people he's worked with in the past. Uh, a lot of give, give us a people. little, give us a little, give us a little nugget. Give us a little. Scoop. No, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a story and we'll probably run it next week. Honestly, it's a story kind of just about like who this guy is. I talked to people he grew up with. I talked to people who coached him when he was growing up. I talked to players he's managed in the past, talked to analytics people he's talked to over not being a manager and I talked to players in spring training and like they they were all really bought in I remember talking to Richard Lovelady Rose lefty reliever and he was like dude we love this guy like this guy's the man we we he really cares he really wants to win he knows how much we want to win and like as you got it's like yeah can't can't won't they just say that but like there was a very sincere way in which he answered that and he wasn't the only one I mean there's a quote from Witt in there there's a quote from other guys so I'm excited for that story to finally see the light of day because it's been it took a lot of work it was been, it's been sitting there forever but um I think the message has uh been received and he's I mean Dayton of course as he has to is rave, raved about Mike and just the way Mike's communicated I, I do know that like there's a, a, a young prospect who recently kind of received a call from Matheny and he was like, be ready. Like we, we're going to need you. We want you. I mean, I think he's been very kind of open and communicative at a time where it's, it's been important. So I think it, I think and it's also really important when you really need to start off strong, like you're not going to, you got to have energy from the get go in this 60 game thing. So I think to, to feel really good early is going to be important. And I think they will. Yeah, because I, I, I saw you wrote that Matheny's hire was met with positive reaction. And I was like, okay, I know he's not talking about Twitter because I, I didn't feel like it was met with positive reaction. So I figured you were, you were talking about the players maybe I, met in my with story, positive reaction. I, was that, that was the story today, correct? I think so, yeah. So an, an editor on our desk had a question. I just had a reaction, and I did okay. not have positive reaction. <laughs> um, but – I mean, I think to a man, and I will say this, executives, front off the players, I mean, the other coaches that Matheny's working with have, have really, like, fighting for them. And I think what the vibe was in spring training is a testament to that 
You did not hear one bad thing. I mean, Matheny's been great with the media. I can say that for sure. We were texting a couple months ago about my flat tire. So, like, I mean, this is – this guy is he, – He's getting you he's, on theirs. He's getting you on his <laughs> side. I see. No, he wasn't helping me. We were just, we were just on the same side of how annoying it is when you've got a flat tire. I mean, quarantine aside, like, it, it, it was annoying. Um, but, no, I think generally, like, the, there, there's a lot of optimism. He, he – there's so much, there was so much reaction on Twitter, like at the time of his hiring, but if you, and I think in this story that will run, you'll see, like, I mean, the guy really cares about people. He, he's a leader. It's just, it's just, I think there's a lot of kind of misconceptions. So did you put that, did you put that picture of him in the graphic tee in your story? Affliction tee. Yeah, Affliction good. graphic tee. I did not. Um, I actually don't know which I, I should probably know oh. what you guys are talking oh, about. I'll, we'll send, I'll it send it to you. It to you. Okay. But I, I think yeah. I think it is an advantage to have a new coach in this short season where like you said, you do need that burst of energy. And I think having someone new and having that burst of energy hopefully get out to a, a hot start, I think could be an advantage for the Royals. I think no, I generally th- I mean, out of the last ten years, the Royals in their first sixty games have had one winning record and that was 2015 which was an okay year for people around here i think right. so um so yeah I, I i do i agree i mean i think the new energy is 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 going to be good and important and help i i, I really do all right uh, alec record what's our record going to be Ooh, mm-hmm. Did that. Mm-hmm. um i'll say like 24 and 36 new math it's all kinds of new math yeah, like that was tough. doing the 162 <laughs> wow i wonder yeah. what vegas has the over under they 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 probably have that right? i don't know i think I, I i just saw from vegas i don't really understand betting i thought i saw like plus 50,000 5,000 that means fifty to one odds to win <laughs> okay. to win the win the title. But I wonder what the, the over under over under win total would be. I'd say twenty four and thirty six. I feel like that's fair, right? I mean, I feel like that's pretty fair. I think I feel like it's also just like no one knows. It's going to be weird, <laughs> impossible. I mean, it's yeah. gonna, it's impossible to know. It's possible to know who's going to be healthy and how they're going to be healthy and how ready they're going to be. I mean, I, I think that's the other thing with Matheny. Like he's in our conversations and I think conversations with players he's been about like just be focused we don't know we're gonna be back but be focused like if we're in a good mindset at the beginning it's gonna help us so um I don't know 24 and 36 24 and a half is what odd shark has oh nice wow so I'm all over it yeah Um, so you yeah you didn't know the odds (laughs) no I did I generally no serious I'm serious I mean I that's a good I mean, guess, though. That's right there. That's right there. I'm not That's saying I work for Vegas, but like I also <laughs> might not be saying that. <laughs> All right, Alec, thanks for your time. So, so where can people find you uh, throughout the season? Yeah, um, hopefully they can find me at the ballpark. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I think um, you can follow the stuff at theathletic.com. Got a free trial right now, like 30 days. You can come check us out and make fun of me and then leave if you want, or hopefully stay because we're going to be locked in. I mean, I've got stories coming. I mentioned the Matheny one, but there's, there's a lot coming. Um, it's been, it's actually been a grind of the last like few months, trying to find stuff, but I feel like I've, it's, it's been 
I don't know. Hopefully, if you're a Royals fan, you've had stuff to read and take your mind off um, things in the world. So, no, I think theathletic.com. I'm on Twitter at Alec underscore Lewis if you want to have your timeline stocked with Royals stuff. So, no, I appreciate you guys having me. It's always, it's always fun. All right. Thanks again to Alec for joining us. Uh, a lot of fun and a lot of good information about baseball being back and hopefully it hasn't changed since the interview and so I Alex think, sounds really smart that way. yeah I think he even said that before <laughs> yeah. we started the interview like before we started like, recording Please tell me this is coming out really soon <laughs> yeah we were like well in, in a week because we interviewed him on I think we said it in the episode like yeah. the 24th mm-hmm. um, so um, any inaccuracies don't blame Alec just go read his column on athletic I, he's pumping out a lot of columns yes, on the athletic stuff. right now so um, go read uh, that also, um, I've gotten the athletic now for a couple of people for a gift, mm-hmm. and this is this is not like we're not being paid by the athletic, but it's such an easy good gift. Yes, uh, to give yes. someone like a sports fan, buy them the, a subscription to the athletic. It's it's an awesome. It's gift. very easy. All right, so uh, thanks again to Alec for joining us. Uh, we've got some update up. you've had the ad reads. You've had you've been talking too much. I know we've we've had. Plus, it's a Friday and like you're we're leaving on vacation. Yeah, and I had a beer before this. I'm having now Sheesh. another IPA. So, folks, yeah, we'll just wait till the lake episode when I'm like six IPAs deep <laughs> after uh, golf. Yeah, after golf. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into uh, some updates on personal pine tars from last week. Uh, this Danny, is our this is a first. We've never updated. Yeah, personal pine tars. You went off queen last week about off queen go off queen oh that's like a saying oh is know? it i think so well i know go, go off, off queen, queen but i i've never heard you went off queen. Uh, i just made it up i think i'm down okay cool uh about uh your loofah situation mm-hmm. your loofah situation was out of control they're too poorly made they fall apart too yep. easily how, how are you doing with your loofah i think people want to know okay so i've purchased two new loofahs oh gosh one is a $21 loofah from uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. Um, it's on like a wooden wand. Um, so it, Ooh, so we're going to – It's Yeah, it's like a back scrubber. Um, but it is soft nylon poof, um, premium teak wood wand. Um, so we're going to give that a try. It's got 4.2 stars on Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, out of 10 or out of 5? <laughs> Out of five. Okay. Whew. I was All reading right. the one. I was like, oh, what's the one star say? The one star is, I didn't make this purchase. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people like leave the review. Like, yeah. um, I didn't Did buy it. Did you find it. this review helpful? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so I've got that coming. And then I found this other one. I've had people reach out to me about the loofah. <laughs> this one is a charcoal infused body puff. There we go. Um, so we'll see how these two. Would that guess, run you? Uh, that was a $15 loofah. <laughs> so that's uh, $35 on uh, loofahs so far. Um, this charcoal-infused body puff, it doesn't have any reviews yet. You can't put a price on cleanliness, not in these times. Uh, but it gently exfoliates and purifies and effectively removes dirt and debris from your body. Hope, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I guess I'll give a uh, an extra update on my loofah <laughs> yeah. situation. But I've spent... I'm $37 in the hole on on loofahs now. Yes, yes. All right. On uh, two loofahs. <laughs> it used to buy me like three years worth okay. of Okay, and then last week I was pissed about Gillum Road mm-hmm. and just the lack of direction on it because 
They repaved it. That looks great, but they didn't bother to put any street lines on it mm-hmm. at all. So it's just the wild, wild west driving around out there. Uh, you said you got an update for me. So yeah, basically they they have lines now. Okay, good. But That's the reason good to hear. why it was taking so long is because they now have the first two way cycle track oh, God. on Gillum from 31st to Armor. So it is a bike lane that is extra wide, and the mm. bike lane has a yellow stripe. Before the street does. No, no, no. The street, the has, street it has it now. The street has it now. Oh, my god. I'm gosh. looking at the picture. Okay. But the bike lane has... It's a two-way bike lane, first in Kansas City. So, thoughts? Cool, but uh, again, why couldn't they put the lanes on the road Because it took extra planning. Okay, well, that's bullshit for just cyclists sorry cyclists but you need to hear this no one likes you and that's a tough tough um hill to die on to be a cyclist because what's what's what do people on the sidewalk say to bicyclists or cyclists get the fuck off the sidewalk and get into the road mm-hmm. and what do people driving on the road say get the fuck off the road and get on the sidewalk mm-hmm. just uh, there's no no good place for them so uh i don't know maybe this is a solution I'm doing some. Di- them, I guess we got to give them their own lane. I'm doing some digging on Reddit, and yeah. I'm pissed. It's a big safety issue, though, so I better like bite my tongue because people people get pretty pissed at him. like Mary Like he caught some heat for cyclists and not enough bike lanes and all. Of that oh, the stuff. cyclists are that's a, a tough a, community, a community. So they're tough. I'm just like halfway going at okay. you guys. Well, it didn't <laughs> sound like back. halfway. You dropped a few f bombs in there. <laughs> But I was I just looking. Said no one likes him. I didn't say I didn't like him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was looking at the Reddit post about the bike lanes, and then there's a a link to a former Reddit post, and the title of the Reddit post is "When the fuck are they going to paint road lines on Gillum?" <laughs> yes. That was 11 days ago. That was so me. That was me. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm doxing Kevin now yeah, on Reddit. If you want to go find him, that was me. Um, all right. So that is our update on our personal pine tars from last week. Uh, this week we have a uh, what's good in the neighborhood uh, from Lawrence um, and folks a lot of a lot of statues are coming down a lot of changes happening in the country uh, but this is a this is a hot one here a hot take we got uh, and it is calling uh, for a new mascot for mm-hmm. the Jayhawks for ooh, bleep that out <laughs> for, the- for KU. Yeah, yeah, for KU. The word Jayhawks, yeah, maybe. yeah. Make sure um, you put that in there. So uh, there, there's. Uh, this is the the post, uh, the letter to the editor on the Kansas City Star. It says, "If our region truly seeks to heal from our past, we must take it one step farther. We must recognize and remove any reference from our history that glorifies violence and oppression against the innocent." Should we take down the World War One monument? Well, they weren't innocent. I mean, uh, probably a lot of innocent people died. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know how far this person wants to go. Yes, this effort must start with the Confederacy and everything it stood for, but we must also recognize that being on the right side of history does not automatically make wow, us right. shots fired at the Mizzou Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they know that because the Missouri Tigers are also a Civil War name. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, it's but like a group of uh, pretty much the same thing that the, 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 the Jayhawkers were. were. I um, think could totally be talking out of my ass again. <laughs> so Missouri Missouri and Kansas can never he- hope to heal from our past when certain wounds are left open to fester. It's time for the University of Kana, Kansas to disavow its violent namesake. The crimes of the guerrilla Jayhawker fighters from the 1850s bleeding Kansas period should no longer be glorified by a public institution. 
Oh, the Tigers. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, first. our country has taken positive steps forward towards reconciliation in recent weeks. For our region, this is one step more in our journey. KU must change its team's nickname. Well, it's a fictional bird. Uh-huh. I hate the Jayhawks as much as anyone. <laughs> I don't even call them the Jayhawks. I call them the Beakers. Yeah. Um, if you could change their name to the Beakers, I'd be in favor of that. I would totally be or in favor of Or the Chicken Hawks. Yeah. I'd be in favor of that, too. Let's... Okay, so let's throw our support behind this person. Uh, yeah, maybe we will. <laughs> People at K-State used to throw chickens onto the basketball court. Like back in the They'd day? They'd hide them in their jackets and throw like them Like raw the chickens? No, like, a, I don't know, one from the farm. That's very yeah, K-State. Pretty effed up. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's tough when you say, um, uh, when you say remove any reference from our history that glorifies violence and oppression. That is tough. That's tough. To remove all of that. And, yes. uh, yeah. I know. I, know I mean, do we take down the Korean War Memorial? Uh, like the Vietnam War Vietnam Memorial? Memorial? Yeah. I, th- that's, a, that's, a, that's a quite a leap. And, uh, and again, it's a mythical bird. And, you know. I, well, no, it's a group of guerrilla fighters. Well, I don't think that's. That's not what people think of when they hear Jayhawk. Agree. Yeah, they think of the mythical bird with the buckles on it on its shoe. Yeah, like, why, why is the it fuck wearing does it wear shoes? buckles? I don't know. Why does its shoe have buckles? What do you think is easier to draw, a, a power cat or a Jayhawk? Power cat. They're both tough. They're both very <laughs> no, hard. I've no. been a fan of both, and they're both very freaking difficult to draw. I cannot draw a power cat to save my life. It I mean, possible. I'm all for um, like hating on Ku, but like. It's, yeah, that's I, I don't get. That's a little too far. I, I don't see the like. Why are you what upset? it's going to do uh, yeah. to change its name? Uh, what I am in favor of, and I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before. I'm done with the power cat at K State. Wow, this might be a good time to just get Sheesh. that out there. We're talking local school logos. I don't. I think the power cat K State needs to move on from that. Power cat is Bill Snyder, right? And I tried to hold on to Bill Snyder for as long as I could, like. I was defending him on those Twitter streets in 17 and 18, mm-hmm. uh, and I would have taken them back. But with Bill Snyder, I say the power cat goes, let's get something newer or even a throwback to something different. Uh, but I think it's time for K-State to move on from the power cat. And then think about it. We'll move on from it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then those jerseys return for a night game. Ooh. I mean, the roof that isn't on the stadium would be blown off. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, okay, I have you. no comment on There's that. A take for you. Um, while we're talking colleges, uh, Eliah Drinkwitz is dominating <laughs> the recruiting. Uh, he just keeps tweeting um, new zoo twenty, and Mizzou Another currently has the number sixteen team uh, recruiting class. Hey, good for and, the Tigers. Uh, Tigers and and Drink is the nerdiest looking coach in all of college football. And he's rolling the recruiting trail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, good for the Tigers. Uh, hey, I, I, I think when Mizzou football is good, it's good for Kansas City. So um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm okay with that. All right, um, let's move into our mixed plate for the week. Um, heading down to the lake, going to be playing a lot of drinking games next week. Um, so we thought, well, what about the mixed plate of drinking games? Some, some of our favorites. I, I was reaching back. To, you know, the early days of drinking, thinking of these things, very nostalgic, thinking of all the drinking games out there. Um, it is episode 61. 
So that means you're up. Okay. You get to go first. That's yeah. big. That's a power. I am going with my favorite drinking games. Meet number one. I'm not pandering. Okay. Don't pander. I'm not pandering either. My favorite drinking game uh, right now is baseball. Yeah. With the so baseball, for those of you who don't know, or the way we play it down at, at the you lake, can play it with solo cups or five gallon buckets. Okay, well the five gallon bucket version of yes. baseball. So you take Home Depot um, five gallon buckets, you line them up one two three four, and then about fifteen feet away one two three four they face each other, and you shoot a mini basketball from uh, from the back, the back of your bucket, and you shoot at the other buckets. First bucket is a single, double, triple, home run, and then you play like normal baseball. Mm -hmm. It is so much fun. Yes, and uh, it's great for outdoors. And um, I, I and I then love you baseball. can steal bases by uh, winning a game of flip cup, which is very fun. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, yeah, that's how you steal bases: uh, one on one flip cup. So, yes, baseball is my favorite drinking game right now. Yes. All right. Um, all right. My meet number one. Uh, I think this is my favorite drinking game right now uh i'm going outdoors as well i'm going with beersby oh uh, nice polish some people call it um polish frisbee no just polish really yeah i don't oh. know because there's a pole there oh, but basically maybe. you set a uh bottled beer on top of a pole that is in the ground uh the beer is probably about six feet high um you have to throw it above the knees and you try to hit the other team's pole mm -hmm. and uh and then try to catch the beer as well if your pole gets hit i suck at try to game. catch the frisbee i love it it takes the perfect amount of effort and athleticism to play you have to have a drink in your hand the entire time that you're playing uh oh same good yeah. chill vibes feel like that's every drinking game like the rule is you gotta uh the um yeah i suck at uh beers beat. i love it and um I'm I'm bad, but I'll I'll say this: I'm good at most drinking games. Mm. Sweet, sick, bro. sick, sick. sick bro. Uh, my uh, my meet number two. I'm getting it. Beer die. I love beer die, and I I love I like all I of like I love that every school and every group of friends has their own rules. Yeah. Um, what counts? Cause you play you, uh, you play biz. You play drink points, bro. You play drink points. Biz you points. Biz, biz points. Biz, um. <laughs> There's all kinds of different variations to the rules, and I, I love playing them all. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm I'm decent at beer die. Uh, I love beer die. I think I, it's a ton of fun. I recently played. I'm terrible at beer die. Awful. Cannot mm -hmm. catch a die to save my life. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so I'll partner with you. Very bad at that. Uh, man, should we play down? Yeah. Maybe. You got your own cup. It's social yeah. distancing. I think it's good. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, number two. I guess I was thinking um, – Oh, a lot about summer. Um, I'm going to go with Flip Cup. Flip Cup is an all-time drinking game. Mm -hmm. um, it It's a uniter. Yes. It is a uniter. Like, if you don't know, if you're at a party and not everybody knows each other, this is the ultimate game to bring 100%. people together. Like, there's there's nothing like, you know, whatever it may be. It may be a, a wedding shower, a bachelor party, just a housewarming party where not everybody knows everyone. And you get a game of Flip Cup going, rivalries form, mm -hmm. friendships form, mm -hmm. love Flip Cup, love it. Yeah. Um, That's why it's my meet number two. It is. It is. When you like meet that person across from you and like you're, and then you form, yeah, you form that yeah. rivalry with someone you don't know. And mm -hmm. you can have 30 people playing at once. Yeah. You literally can have yep. 30 people. Mm -hmm. And if you win a 15 on 15 game. It's electric. The celebration after that mm -hmm. is like on par with winning the World Series. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> on par. On the very, same. yeah, very much so. Um, all right, my meet number, side number one. Dude, I'm going beer pong, bro. Ah. I love beer pong. I still really yeah. like beer pong. Um, I um, have a ton of fun playing beer pong. And I get really into it. Like, it really gets my competitive juices flowing. Like, when I miss... It's easy to talk crap on beer pong, but mm-hmm. it's fun. And when I miss, when I can't... When I'm not doing well at beer pong, I get frustrated. Like, I'm playing a real sport. Like, I'm playing mm-hmm. golf or something or bags or... Uh, bags is a real sport. But, like, if I'm playing a non-drinking game, like, I get that into it. And, uh, yeah, I love beer pong. All right. Uh, I got my side number one here. Uh, I'm gonna take this one off the board. I'm gonna go with uh, Thunderstruck. Uh, oh, what good a game! One. What a game! There's nothing better at a, a tailgate or just with the bros or with the bros and the ladies getting a little game of Thunderstruck going. If it's the easiest game ever to play, mm-hmm. every time they say Thunderstruck, you someone starts drinking. They say it again. The person next to them starts drinking, mm-hmm. and then it, it goes around. It's in a hilarious circle. watching. You can't that. stop drinking until yeah. They say it again. It's hilarious watching like dads or, or like new people try to figure out Thunderstruck because yeah. it's such a simple game, mm-hmm. but sometimes it, it confuses it every people. Time. Yeah, Thunderstruck, beautiful um, game. All right, beautiful that's game. solid. Um, all right, I'm going my uh, side number two. I'm 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 going a card game, and my favorite card game is Irish poker into ride the bus okay that's good so what so you you start with a, a game of a round of irish poker which is everyone has four cards in their hands and you guess um uh what is it like over under uh, or, oh no yeah, red, or, red black, or black red or black over um, under, over under in, between in between or outside and and then the suit is the last one and it increases two drinks four drinks mm-hmm. six drinks eight drinks and then you ride the bus at the person with the most cards at the end rides the bus. And, uh, I, I love Irish poker. It's my favorite card drinking. Game. Yeah. Um, all right. So for my, uh, side number two drinking games, again, I think this is a, a really fun one. I think it, the, the drunker you are when you play, the more fun it is I'm talking about what's the name of the game. Oh, I hate Thumper. Oh, Why do we it. play to get fucked up? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> And then you go around, you have like your, your, your symbol, symbol, your sign. Uh, it's, a, it's always a good laugh. I, I thoroughly enjoy a good game of thumper. There's always one person who can't get it. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Like, it's, like, it's like patting your <laughs> patting your belly and rubbing your head. Like there's one yeah. person who cannot mm-hmm. do it. Just I'd rather can't. pat my head and rub my belly. I'm struggling here. <laughs> struggling. I just don't want to mess my hair up. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but that that's a solid one. Um, all right. What I left off, uh, I was thinking about it. Louisville Chugger in my younger days. I loved Louisville Chugger. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Slap Cup. Oh, Slap Cup or Boom Cup. Yeah. People call it. Damn, that's a fun one. I know. I left because I wanted to throw in a card game in good. there. But Slap Cup is like incredible. You have to be in the right environment because it's so messy. Mm-hmm. You have to be like outside or in a warehouse or something. You can't yeah. be in a living room. Mm-hmm. You can't. There's certain settings. That yeah. You, that's I'm looking at that table. We're at PlexPod. That would be an ideal slap cup table. Yeah. Very industrial floor. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Because you got to mop. You're going to have mm-hmm. to mop it up. Yeah. Uh, I got beer darts. I love beer darts. You can waste oh, a lot yeah. of beer. I do love beer darts. It's an underrated game, but 
beer darts is a ton of fun. What about a uh, good old fashioned case race? Uh, it's a good old fashioned case race. Just, just I hate. I mean, it's fun because you, there's usually a theme. Like in college, mm-hmm. it would be a theme, and you and your partner. Like one time, we did Noah's Ark, and like so, you and your partner came dressed as animals, and uh, but there's usually a theme. And, uh, but I always feel miserable mm-hmm. and I always puke always. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, I have presidents and assholes. That's probably my second favorite card. That's game. a good one. That's a good one. I like, uh, I like King's cup. Yeah. That's a circle classic. of death. Circle of death. Um, what is a good it? One. Are they the same thing? Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Same thing. A lot of fun. Speed um, quarters. Speed or quarters. quarters, quarters. Yes. Or quarters. That's a game I haven't played. Quarters is a great game. If it, you're like at a pregame. Um, and you're just kind of like waiting for um, some someone to make a move, or maybe you're ra- waiting for a guy. Damn, to, I haven't played quarters in a while. Yeah, maybe you're really waiting fun. for one of your buddies to like he gets home, he's got a shower or something. Yeah, you can just like sit on the counter and play quarters. You know, we forgot the finger game. Oh yeah, the finger game at the bar. Everyone puts the finger on the pitcher. Oh yeah, that's a, it's canceled. Yeah, that's Talk about cancel canceled. culture. Yeah. Finger game is canceled. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was it. Those are some good ones. Those are some good ones. I can't wait to put it up on the Instagram story next week and hear back from people mm-hmm. all the crazy drinking games that they like to play. So Ken Kilgore, get at us. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think that's it. Again, Lake episode coming next week. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's a ton of fun. I have no idea what it's going to be about, um, but it's it's going to be electric. Uh, so get ready for that. Uh, go visit us. We've got a website, stateyourline.com. Go check people it out. Forget. Pretty sweet. Subscribe for updates on there. Uh, pretty sweet. Um, and then we got social media at State Your Line on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So be sure to give us a follow. Uh, and then be sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Um, with that, we'll see you around Kansas City. 